0: Are you tired of feeling like you have to hide your faith in order to be successful in business? Welcome to the Flamingo Advantage Podcast, where Christian marketing and client experience coach, Katie Horner, leads you to embrace your uniqueness, to see the marketplace as a mission field and your business as an act of worship. Welcome back to the Flamingo Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Kitty Horner, and really, really excited about our guest today. I think I say that every time, but the truth (laughs) is I am excited every time. We have an amazing woman with us today who has a passion for children, a passion for teaching, which is near and dear to my heart as well. And so if you have a teacher's heart, let us know you're listening um, and share this with someone. Maybe you know somebody that's a teacher who would love to listen in today. I I know that you're going to be blessed by our guest. And so Our guest is someone that I've known for several years now. She's been a client and a friend, and she has a very unique way of teaching. She was a teacher, career teacher in the public school system for many, many years, retired, and is now running her own business, teaching with a specialty for those that are learning English as a second language. And so really, really excited to have you with us today. PJ Pataniak, thank you so much for being my guest on the show.
1: Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here.
0: Excited to dive into this because I know, you know, teaching is one of the things that most lights you up. I've seen it light up your face week after week after week as you come and uh, share in our calls and our mastermind about how much you just love what you do. Tell us about how that passion started.
1: Well, way back when, as a little girl, I knew I was going to be a teacher. There was not, you know, anything about, uh, any question about that. So I did become a a public school teacher for well over 35 years, and then I retired. And when you are a teacher, as you know, you are a teacher. It is a gift that stays with you until your very last breath. So when I retired, I took some time off just to do nothing like, you know, is the reward for doing such hard work for so many years. But then I was like, "Mm, I need to do something. What do I want to do? And lo and behold, I... Found a company that I was able to work with as an independent contractor. And God is good about this because the person who actually was my mentor is somebody who taught at the school I retired from. We actually shared the exact same classroom at one point. And then she moved away with the military and I, you know, moved into her classroom. And so that was a pretty amazing. Even before that, God has hand in this because I was at an Air Force air show and we had special seats and there was a woman who was walking around with this huge hat and this beautiful white dress and seriously almost looked like an angel in the sun. But I was looking at her and I sat down. She could have sat in any seat, but she sat down right next to me and she shared with me a little piece of paper. Years later, I realized That was contact information for the same company that I'm an independent contractor for. So God has been leading me in this direction. This is where I'm supposed to be. So that's how it pretty much started, that I was able to start teaching classes right at the beginning of the pandemic, right at a very sad time in my life. I was so blessed to be able to tell my mom that I was doing this. And I showed her a picture of one of my favorite students, which now I have many favorites, but that was very rewarding for me to be able to tell her what I was doing because it was a whole new world opening up for me.
0: Yeah, I love it. And so tell us, if you can, the different geographical areas that you are now reaching. Like you were just in a, a public, local public school, right? And now right. with online teaching the way you're doing it, you're able to have a much broader impact.
1: Right. So the company that I do most of my contracting with um, started out with students in China and they had other students in other places like Japan. And Malaysia. I have a student who is in inner Mongolia and I have taught students through this company that were also in France. And I I believe I had one that was in Germany. I also teach in the United States on my own, but the company that I do most of my work with, they also have some collaborative uh, companies that they work with. So I teach reading and math with those companies. So with them, I've taught across the country but what was cool is the the very first time I was teaching right in my state the one county up in fact it's very strange but two counties share this exact same name and I was able to say I'm in the same town as you but in a different county but I you know it's snowing outside and they're like how do you know it's snowing so that was kind of fun and I also have a connection to Russia so I have taught my granddaughter who lives in Russia to speak English
0: Wow. Yeah. So fun. Makes the world feel a little smaller, doesn't it? Absolutely. What is, yeah. it, what is it about teaching the way you're doing it now that gives you the most satisfaction?
1: There are probably two main things. One, that it is one-on-one most of the time, not all the time. I do teach some small groups and in those small groups, I have to be able to remember the days when I was a special education teacher and had a lot of kids and a lot of activity. Because if I'm on the computer and I have a small group, I think the largest group I've had probably was six or seven, but these are sometimes young children. They're learning how to use technology. I'm trying to, you know, work the technology and I'm like, go ahead, put your mics on. I, want, I can hear you. And I do. I have to tune into everybody's voices all at the same time. And sometimes I have to turn some of the mics off too, because, you know, okay, that's enough. But it's usually the one on one back and forth. That's another reason why I love being a special education teacher because it was a small group of people. And another idea of why I love it so much is because the students that I teach are motivated to learn. If you're in a public school system or a private school system or anywhere like that and people aren't invested in their education the same way that these families are these parents are with the children that are paying for the tutoring in my time lots of times the students either don't show up the parents forget you know technology is not good enough for the program or something but most times it works out really well because the students are there on time they want to be there Yeah, we have to play games and things like that too, but it's really it's a huge difference when you're really motivated. You know, there's a lot of focus.
0: Yeah, and I've seen you also sort of gain popularity as a teacher in the company that you're working with. I've seen other companies reach out to you and say, "Hey, we want you to work for us too." What is it? Do you think? You know, here we're talking about the Flamingo Advantage, right? What is Mm -hmm. your Flamingo Advantage as a as an online teacher of children? that has helped you to, to grow that online career and helped you stand out as a teacher?
1: I am real. I am authentic. And a lot of teachers are maybe better working with certain students because they're all, ah, you know, so excited. And I have been on the stage. I am an actress. I've done comedy. I've done things like that. But that doesn't come across all the time. That's just not my personality. I don't have that energy level unless you're about four years old and then it's really easy to, you know, but for the most part, I am real and the students know that and the parents know that. I do keep in touch with some of the parents when I can. And, you know, either on the birthday or the holidays, they send me pictures of their vacations. I send them pictures. So there's this real connection. They're my family. I really, and it's sincerely, I mean that. There is something in the Asian culture, lots of times people will say things like, dear. And that always strikes me a little bit different because I'm not used to that. I I don't always think that that's really sincere, but in the culture, it really is. But also when these people, the parents are saying to me, my dear friend, my lifelong friend, and it is true with some of these students, I've been working with some of them for three years, And I know that we will be lifelong friends. And that's for the students that I teach overseas and also some of the ones that are local too. You know, everybody has a different relationship with each other, but yeah, they're really special people.
0: The relationship is important, I think. And and knowing that realness and knowing that you care about them as a person outside of class or outside of the paycheck, you know, I think is is super important.
1: And I think too... Because they know that I really care, I will try to do anything to help them learn the way that they need to learn. If I need to put on the funny hats and the wigs and the glasses and things, I do. I enjoy that. You know, around Christmas time, even though not everybody celebrates Christmas, they know who Santa Claus is and I'm in my Santa Claus outfit and, you know, they have a great time with that. But it is that I'm I'm real as a human being and I love the children and they know that. And so they come to me the first five minutes of every class, at least, is so, how are you? And, oh, I'm happy. And they tell me why they're happy. And it's usually a couple of the same things. But then it's like, what else happened this week? What do you want to tell me about? And then they start bringing things to show me and they want to tell me. And that's all part of learning English as a second language, because it doesn't always have to just follow the lesson, you know. But I also do follow the lesson, too, because it's important to hear the students read, And ask them questions and see how they respond and how much information they can give me back. So that's another reason too. Why I love this is because I've gotten to the point where some of my students are older. Um, and I have taught adults also, but if I have, for example, an 11 to say 14 year old that I've taught quite a few of those students and their English is very good, we're no longer really learning. English we're learning the idioms of English we're learning the comprehension of the text so I love teaching reading as a teacher that's what I'm doing now and I you know it's it's good I can't say enough good things about it I just love it
0: <laughs> well I love it again let us know if you're a teacher share this with a teacher friend of yours um, we want to point you back to following PJ's Instagram and we'll give you a way to connect with her in the in the show notes as well so check that out But one of the things that I wanted to point out and just make the connection here, for those of you that aren't teachers or your business has nothing to do with this, how do we make this relevant? Well, what I heard her say is, it's relationships that make me enjoy the business and it's the fun I bring to my clients that make them enjoy what I do for them, right? And so no matter what business you're in, the relationships and building that, like remembering the why, why you're doing this and what makes you enjoy it, is going to help you enjoy it, which then helps you grow it, which then helps you become better at it. And making it fun for your people is part of what keeps them coming back, right? And knowing, knowing that you care enough to make it something that they enjoy. And I think this is something I, I do think that that we do well in our company, the Flamingo Advantage, is at our events. You know, we may be teaching the same marketing things or the same client experience things that we have taught every event for the last three to four years, right? But every event, we bring in a different element of fun. There's a different, you know, a flamingo theme or a Christmas theme or a beach theme or a, you know, and that keeps it fun. It keeps it interesting. Well, I wonder what video she'll show this time. Or I wonder what, you know, I wonder what the swag will be this time. Or, you know, and it helps you to see things from different perspectives. And it also sort of lets your guard down, I think. Bringing that fun into it does something to the learning environment. And it's been a while since I've been in a Professional classroom as a teacher professional. I, I do have a master's in education too, like you do, PJ. But talk to us about that idea of making it fun and like keeping the space psychologically safe for learning.
1: Okay. I like that word that you said, safe also. And that's very important because as a mom and a grandma, there are many times if we're learning about something, it's like, now don't remember if you're, you know, whatever it is, a, a balloon or a firecracker or, you know, certain foods, whatever. I always have to remind them of the safety but also there's the safety of their hearts and you know their well-being as students and what they say that they can feel that you know it's okay to speak to me they know that they can trust me and that i respect them but as you were talking i was thinking that the idea of play and all that a lot of that comes from something called the fish philosophy not everybody knows about the fish philosophy but i live by it the problem is My memory is not always great. So I know there are four parts and I can always think of three and I've been thinking about it for a long time and I'm not going to the internet to look it up. I encourage the listeners to go. It's the fish philosophy is from the fish market in Seattle, Washington. Years ago, it's got to be at least 20 years, maybe more now, that they started thinking, we're getting up early in the morning, like I am as a teacher on the East Coast, to teach children across the world. Oh, I'm tired. Nope. You have to be there. You have to be there. You have to be there on time. When you get there, you're going to make the student's day or your client's day. And you are going to play, have fun. So these men and women in the fish market throw the fish and people, it's a great thing to catch the fish, but they have I've fun
0: been there. It's fascinating to watch. Yes, it is.
1: It <laughs> is fascinating. And so it's fun. And, you know, this was a new concept many years ago and it just, I learned it while I was teaching in a special program that I was doing. And I thought, why aren't more people talking about this? You know, why aren't we playing every day? Why aren't we breaking out into song and just singing and dancing and laughing and and all of that all the time? But the other one, I, I don't know if this, what the wording, the terminology they used for it, but it's something to do with the fact of You know, somebody can come in and ask you the same question or you can be a teacher and teach the same lesson. You can't be bored. You have to be active. You have to realize this student has never seen this before. You've taught it 20 times, but you know, it's important for them to see it as if it's the first time for you. So that's part of the aspect of playing and making their day, but making them feel really respected and safe and included and know I'm interested in the things that they have. We have little dolls, and I always show them. I I, This is just the way that I am. I have things all on my desk. But locally, where I live in Maryland, in the United States, we have little dolls. They come in boxes. This one just happens to have the rat. That was when I started teaching English as a second language, and that happens to be my year. I am the year of the rat. I opened it finally with a student and I just happened to get, because you never know, but this is the year of the rabbit and that's what they're celebrating now this year. (laughs) So like I literally am collecting dolls with some of these girls overseas. And for the boys, it's like, I am learning more superheroes and more anime and Harry Potter, you know, but it's, it's what's interesting to them. But I'm also honest with them if, you know, it's like I tell them, those Harry Potter books are big. Even the mm-hmm. teachers don't always read them, you know. But I, I really try to relate to the students where they are. Yeah,
0: you know? relating to them. I mean, whether you're talking about elementary children or whether right. you're talking about adult clients, we have to relate to the people that we're working with. Um, again, it's showing an interest in them outside of the confines of the, the business content or the actual product that or service that we have. Right. And I loved your point about making their day, making it feel like play and then also making it not be boring for you. And I think mm-hmm. I think that's what we do with our events. I think that's why it's so important for me to always choose that different theme because it's the same content. Like it's good content. We know it works. We know it gets people results, right? But when we are able to teach it through the eyes of a different through the different lens of a different theme or through the different experience or a different example because we have a different theme it keeps it fun for me, for the teacher. And so if I'm not bored, then they're not going to be bored because I'm going to be excited enough to teach it.
1: And that also shows you that the content that you share is relatable to so many people in so many walks of life, so many careers, but also to the fun stuff too. You know, you can take anything and expand on it. And that's what I can do as a teacher too, is we can take anything that the student is interested in and kind of, you know, make sure that they get the most of the information about that and then go back and, you know, work on the other part of the lesson too. But that's just as important.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love those tips that you've shared. Thank you. And we want to encourage you again, if you are a teacher, or um, know someone who's a teacher, share this with them, help us spread the word and, and get them in touch with PJ. Uh, you and the work that you're doing to encourage other teachers through, uh, your mentoring and through your Instagram account, we're so so thrilled to see you know not only that you have this fulfilling career now that lights you up, that pays your bills, um, mm-hmm. but you're also having that opportunity then to turn around and use that to train other people to have a career in online teaching. And so we want to encourage those of you that are listening or watching to get in touch with PJ. Go get her contact info from the show notes, um, and get in touch with her if that's something you would like to have more information about. One last thing here, PJ, for you, uh, what would you say to someone who feels like maybe they're not good enough as a teacher to make an impact?
1: Well, people are good enough because everybody has their own gifts and they can be used. But if somebody is not a natural born teacher, if it's not exactly what they you know, were geared to do, they can learn, but there's got to be a heart in there. And what you really need is you need to have a mentor. And that's where I'm heading with my business. I am going to teach and teach and teach because I love working with the children. But what I found with this community of online teachers, especially, is that they're so supportive of each other. When you're in the public school system, lots of times it's like, oh, one more meeting where I have to do collaboration. I'm so tired of it. I just want to do what I need to do. But here it's different because people are willing to share a lot of information or they're allowed to have, or they they have memberships, not allowed to, but they do have memberships. And there's different groups on Facebook and other places. But I think everybody really needs to have a mentor and I would love to help somebody to know where to start and then what happens when there's a problem with technology or when there's a problem getting classes because you have to be very flexible and you have to be out there so that people can see you and know that you are passionate about your teaching. But there's a lot of these kinds of things that I would help somebody with as a mentor.
0: Love that. Um, and, and what I'm hearing there, again, for those of you that are like, well, I'm not a teacher, but everybody needs a mentor, right? We all need oh, to yeah, learn absolutely. to do better what we need to do. And again, so many good nuggets in today's session. Thank you so much, PJ, for being with us. Okay, well, thank
1: you for having me. And I hope to meet a lot of new teachers
0: and old awesome. teachers too. <laughs> awesome all right my friends we will see you in the next episode remember you do have a message that somebody needs to hear and you can be pink and be who you are on the inside on the outside we'll see you in the next episode if you found this episode helpful please share it with a friend and consider joining our free listener community at theflamingoadvantage.com remember my friends your message matters and your voice is needed don't be afraid to let your flamingo show